Welcome back to the Startup Showdown podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, Web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guest and their journey through entrepreneurship. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown Podcast, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Jeremiah Smith and Ed Carroll with Edison Marks. Welcome, gentlemen. Appreciate you having us today, Lee. Looking forward to, to, to talking with you. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Edison Marks. How are you serving folks? Uh, Edison Marks is a platform uh, that, that's built on the premise that uh, that a small and medium business operator should be able to manage their cybersecurity risk as easily as you know the average consumer manages their credit score. Uh, that's just not the way the world works today. So Ed, Nick, and myself set out to uh, to change that to help them reduce their overall vulnerability as an operator and put them in a better position. Now, if they don't work with you, what are they doing or are they doing anything in this regard? The overwhelming majority of small and medium enterprises are ignoring the problem, right? About 42% of all cyber attacks are focused on the small and medium business, but about 14% are prepared, which means the overwhelming majority, again, are just not doing anything. It's mostly because the problem is hard to understand. Uh, the solutions are mostly built for the enterprise, which means they're pretty complex or pretty pricey for a small and medium business operator. So it just makes it easier to just sort of put your head in the sand and pretend it won't happen to you. And then what are some of the uh, cybersecurity issues that a small to mid-sized business would be dealing with? Yeah, you'll see things from, uh, we actually still see quite a bit of phishing attempts. So most of the breaches are still coming through email. They're looking for credentials. Uh, your username and password, that type of information. And once they get those types of things, they're looking to do you know, malware or things to, to uh, inflict viruses on systems and looking for ransom in a lot of cases. So different hackers, different cyber criminals are going are gonna to attempt different types of things. But uh, for small businesses, we're going to see mostly things that uh, result in them looking for ransomware, looking for money to encrypt their systems, which sucks. Yeah, it can ruin your day. It can ruin your business. You could be out of business if you don't uh, take this seriously. Are you seeing? Um, are you are you selling the service as kind of software as a service where this is a subscription? I pay a fee and then I get kind of access to this on an ongoing uh, basis. That it's working in the background. Well, currently we're working through what we would best describe as trusted uh, business partners or providers for small and medium businesses today. Right. These are the folks that have already been working with small and medium businesses. So they're trusted partners uh, to them. Uh, they have, you know, a, a, the, the ear of the owner or operator, um, which allows us the opportunity to do what we do best, but through that partner. Uh, so today, the platform is going through managed services providers, managed security services providers, white labeled for them. They pay a subscription fee to us and then provide it. Uh, to their client base um, as you know, a supporting tool 
uh, in their toolbox to their you know range of solutions that they're providing already today. So then you're going through this intermediary that already has access to the client base. Right. And I mean, you know, going door to door with and selling a small and medium business operator is both slow and hard. Right. And, um, and so we thought this is the best way to find traction and scalability is again, work through these partners who have, um, who have already established themselves in that arena. And that intermediary has proven pretty successful for us thus far. And then um, what kind of services are these intermediaries providing to the small and mid-sized business owner again? Most of them today, those who we're going through to start with are, uh, think of them as sort of an outsourced IT provider. Um, so lots of small and medium business operators supplement their IT department or have the entirety of their IT department outsourced uh, to what we call a managed services provider or managed security services provider. And that's the group we're going with. So we're going through these uh, sort of outsourced IT providers um, and, you know, I'm working uh, our way into, uh, you know, the, the trusted conversation with, with the owner. And those folks don't have a cybersecurity solution right now or theirs isn't as good as yours? No, funny story is that they have solutions. Their problem is selling those solutions. And, and our solution uh, supports them in that for the managed services provider, this is a great utility for them to, uh, to highlight uh, in a really simplistic and easy to understand manner, the concerns that they are trying to sell additional services uh, to support. Um, but today they have the, that's their number one problem is uh, customer acquisition. And so for us, we support that customer acquisition effort without them having to change their operation or their process. And, uh, and so they get that value added benefit, but then they get to have this really simple, straightforward conversation with a small and bees, medium business owner that they can then upsell, right? They can then provide their additional services that we are not by design providing uh, to close the gap uh, with that customer. So what was the um, kind of genesis of the idea? Uh, how'd you get involved in this line of work? Yeah, I'd, I'd say both of us have been in and around cybersecurity for the last 15, 20 years, Lee. And we were starting to realize a lot of the times we we're focused on the enterprise and We've got friends. We got family. We both, Jeremiah and myself, have fathers that were small business owners. And we started to see these trends starting to happen. So we had a passion about trying to find solutions. And being in the enterprise space and talking bits and bytes, we've realized that when we talk to our friends that are small business owners, that it would they would just retreat if we started talking about cybersecurity to them. It was, you know, they they they'd crawl into their shell and say, I'm not interested in hearing any of this. And so we had some experience in the past working for a company that leveraged behavioral science to help help folks uh, reduce their energy spend. And we thought, hmm, why don't we look to apply something similar to this problem that we're both passionate about, that we both want to help these small businesses with? And so him and the Jeremiah and I have known each other for over 30 years. We grew up playing baseball on the fields of East Asheville and uh, always spitballing ideas with each other. And so it just organically came out on like a Thursday afternoon. I still remember the day. <laughs> now, um, was this the first time that you worked together on a project like this? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, interestingly enough, you know, having done all of, uh, having spent all of that time together <laughs> as we grew up, went through high school, went to college, uh, uh, both Ed and I, you know, having spent time in startups and cybersecurity, like you mentioned, this is the first project we've really been able to dig into together. 
Um, and that's been an interesting sort of wrinkle in our relationship for sure. Now, you also have a third co-founder that is not in Asheville that's, you know, another country. Um, how did that come about? Nick yeah. uh, Ristoff is our CTO, um, and and I met him through Ed. Ed, why don't you talk about Nick? Yeah, so I've known Nick for a number of years. We both worked at an email security company uh, a number of years ago, and he ran product for us. And interestingly, like... He was right under our nose this whole time. As Jeremiah and I were coming together on this, we looked at, hey, how do we get you know our MVP out? You know, how do we get this minimal viable product out? Do we go low code, no code? Do we try this approach to go test the waters on some of these things? And and Nick's been a buddy that we've worked with in the past, and and it kind of dawned on us one day because we've talked about doing this type of stuff with Nick before, and um, and and we brought it up, and he's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in. Because he, he, he gets it. He also has a passion for what we're doing here, too. And it was just one of these weird things where it was like, keep your eyes open. You, you just don't know where that next co-founder or next strategic relationship is going to be. You know, keep, uh, keep your seats warm with folks. Now, a lot of folks, um, you know, start uh, a company with two co-founders, and, and that has its own challenges. But to have three and have this kind of triangulated uh, possibility happening. How are you guys managing that? I'd say, I'd say pretty easily. I mean, I, I think we've, um, what's the old adage on, you need the, the hipster, the, um, I'm not gonna remember. Maybe Jeremiah will remember that, but, um, I think we all have our roles. You know, Jeremiah has been fantastic as our CEO to make sure I'm, I'm a maverick. If you look at my personality test, I'm a maverick. I need to be reined in, you know, I'll go off and, try to pursue, you know, interesting strategic things. And Jeremiah is the perfect person to rein me in. And Nick, from a, from a, um, from a CTO perspective and a tech perspective, he's the perfect guy. We, we know and trust him. Um, we've known him for years. And so it's been a little easier than one would think, you know, we've got three strong personalities, but I think we all know our roles and where our strengths and weaknesses. Knowing Jeremiah for the last 30 years, he, he knows my weaknesses. He knows my strengths and he makes sure he puts me in position to, to uh, take advantage of my strengths. And then you don't have any of those, you know, um, kind of flashbacks to when you were 10 and then the, you know, the, <laughs> that history, those relationship history, little pokes that can come about when you're dealing with an old friend. I think that that's actually played uh, to our advantage. Um, you know, we, I mean, we still have arguments about, uh, you know, whether or not Dale Murphy's the greatest baseball player of all time, but he's not the, the <laughs> but the the ability to be able to sort of break uh, a tense business oriented conversation with, um, you know, with a flashback to, uh, you know, the uh, the beatings that he had used to get on the baseball field, our team versus his are actually nice break points from uh, from you know, what would just be otherwise a business relationship. I think that's created this uh, situation where, you know, we're able to work together and understand when it's time to relax and how to communicate in both those situations pretty effectively. And then um, what you were able to kind of convey this mission and the values uh, with Nick as well, which I mean, you, that you have to think a little bit that that's a tough needle to thread to get three people all aligned with this kind of this is our true north these are our values this is the mission this is the hill we're trying to you know climb yeah, yeah i think for me uh the you're you're absolutely right right uh, 
I don't think that's something that that every team thinks is ideal. Come together, let's put three heads on the founding team and just assume we can make it all, uh, you know, go successfully. Um, I've had some experience across 15 years, teams like Plan Grid that was four co-founders right out of the gate uh, as they graduated Y Combinator. Um, and, and, you know, being a, an active participant in the very, very early days with teams like that and how they worked and operated and, uh, and communicated internally to the success uh, you know, of, of their, you know, near-term and long-term goals, I think really, really helped us in this situation. I think we're, we're all pretty sensitive to, um, you know, to each other's unique needs. And, uh, you know, we, we've been around the block enough uh, to know that it, to take care of them as they arise. And and so I think uh, experience has helped us in that respect. Now, speaking of well, uh, maybe that lead that also, I mean, look at the missions altruistic in its nature. And I think when you look at cybersecurity and it comes from that background too, it's, um, it's easy to get aligned when you're doing good, important things, you know, uh, now we get lost maybe sometimes in, in, in making some of these business decisions, but the overall mission is so altruistic that, uh, we're able to quickly align on that. Now, um, when you are attacking kind of, um, something like this i would think that it's kind of easy to get behind look because the mission is so kind of pure in the sense of you're trying to help small to mid-sized businesses deal with something that's that they're kind of in denial about so i i get that completely but do you think that you guys are kind of uniquely qualified because you have kind of been around the block a bit and you have a bunch of failures uh, that are part of everybody. I mean, not just your resume, but everybody's resume. And you've kind of lived through that. And I think that when you've gone through some of that and you have that skin knee, it's easier kind of to attack things and easier to kind of bring people together that have all shared those experiences. 100% and well said. Uh, the skinned knee analogy there is perfect. Uh, it gives us uh, the opportunity to not get too caught up in whatever it is in the moment, right? Um, you know, we can all stay focused, whether it's good news or bad news or otherwise. Uh, that experience has, yes, put us in a unique position to take on what is a challenge that, candidly, most cybersecurity startups flat out will not, uh, you know, go after because it is such a challenge. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. Well said. Uh, it puts us in a unique position and we're taking advantage of that. Now, um, when you are, I mean, I think this is one of the advantages of having people have gone through the process uh, several times where you know that one big issue isn't necessarily a death blow. You know, you're like, look, we've been through worse than this. This looks hard and it's a setback, but I mean, we're going to, we can figure this out. Like you, you have the confidence and because of the experience, and I think that uh, that probably helps you um, kind of reach, ultimately reach your goals. Yeah, like it's the old, like, um, I mean, you can make uh, sort of analogies on this all day long, but for us, it's, it's uh, we just want to get 1% better every day. We know that's going to come with some some setbacks. Um, but the experience, again, of, of having been through startups from zero to one, the one to a million, $150 million flame outs and sort of everything in between has definitely put us uh, in this position where, um, you know, where we, we, we neither get too excited or too high or too low. Right. Uh, I, I think actually that that may have created a weakness that we kind of laugh about. We don't celebrate enough, right? <laughs> right. You know, cause we're like, let's keep trucking. We've got work to do, but um, 
you know, we don't celebrate enough in that respect is probably the weakness of that, all that experience and all that, all those skin knees have created. Right. It's funny you bring that up. Um, in my business, I, my wife was worked in corporate for a long time and now she's part of my small business and we ring a bell when something good happens and she's so ready to ring the bell. And I'm like, look, not yet. We're not ready yet. You know, like, and it, it's important to ring the bell. You know, you gotta, the, the, the mouse has to get the cheese because that helps everybody kind of, you know, stay motivated and feel like you are making that 1% progress each day. Well said. Now, um, so what is next for you all? What do you need more of? How can we help? Yeah, I think what's been interesting, and Lee, you're probably hearing this from other other founders and folks that are on, is is what we're staring at is this economic downturn. You know that we should probably expect the next 12, 24 months, and so we we know with that experience, we have to be nimble and adjust and adapt, and so. We've started looking at a few different things. We recently were accepted into a highly competitive uh, competitive accelerator with a cybersecurity focus. Um, very interesting thing that we'll be doing. It's international based, and we have very specific reasons for wanting to do that and some of the relationships that we'll have. And we're kind of shifting a little bit from, you know, we were pursuing a lot of institutional funding and we're saying, hey, let's we were thinking about it. Now we're gonna we're gonna peel back and really fine tune our program and uh, and our platform these next six months. We've got a transformative type of opportunity since the startup showdown uh, that we're working on right now. Um, so we'll spend some time really doing that well, so that we can replicate and reproduce it. And then um, we'll, we'll probably look at a different type of fundraise. We might look more towards angels for a period of time, uh, and then going into twenty twenty three, really throwing gas on it. So. Um, I think that's an important thing for us to be thinking about, right? Is what we're seeing from an economic downturn, being able to be nimble and adjust. So how did you hear about Startup Showdown and Panoramic Ventures? Look, if you look into, we're very specific about who we wanted to talk to really early. And if you look into the world of institutional funding, uh, particularly in the Southeast, uh, and then you uh, sort of cross that with, against, you know, cybersecurity, um, you know, players, Paul Judge's name rises right to the top. Uh, and, and so really early uh, before we were, you know, ready in any way, shape or form to begin really talking to institutional investors like Panoramic, uh, we knew we wanted to talk to Paul. We knew we wanted to talk to Barrage and, and you know, get feedback because I think feedback is something we've learned really, really early on in, in, in our startup careers is, is what's going to propel you further faster. So, um, being specific in who we wanted to talk to and knowing that, you know, at the intersection of cybersecurity, Paul Judge is somebody who's well-respected. Panoramic's extremely busy in terms of their volume. Uh, it was an easy one for us to find and surface as a, um, as a you know, sort of must-have conversation you know, really early on. Startup Showdown came as a result of us chasing Paraj down in, in Buckhead um, and, and getting a 15-minute meeting with him over coffee. Uh, he presented Startup Showdown as an opportunity for us to to go test, you know, our, uh, our value proposition, um, in front of a, a really good group of judges. And, um, you know, we were just absolutely going to jump on that for the experience, if nothing else. So what, um, how'd you benefit from going through the process? Yeah, I, I'd say that there's a number of things that we took from it. It's the amazing mentors that they put in place that were super helpful with feedback on, on, on our pitch. Uh, that, and along with working with Dustin, the team at Panoramic, like they really helped us fine tune and customize our pitch a little bit more. 
Um, so those things were super helpful for us. It's, it's always good to be doing these pitches in a vacuum with each other, but to get that type of feedback from the type of people that Panoramic puts in place is priceless. So now, um, having gone through the process and having kind of, um, made some adjustments and, you know, which is just part of the, you know, part of the experience, as you move forward, is there any advice for other founders when you're, and let's talk about advice because I love to ask the advice question, but I, in your case, I think I'd like to be specific in terms of giving advice to folks that are, that their ideal prospect is not necessarily the end user, but is an intermediary. So how would you recommend founders who are, you know, taking on the same strategy, the go-to-market strategy as you are, go about finding those first uh, partners and and kind of customizing the offering so it helps them sell to the end user? I'll jump on that by just simply saying, in my personal opinion, uh, and it, it may have something to add here, in my personal opinion, my advice would be uh, to get out early and often. Um, you know, we've benefited from having done so, get out talking about what we're doing really early and often. I mean, it wasn't, forget about it being baked, right? The oven wasn't even really warm yet. And we were out just conversing because we, we felt like we were really on to something. Um, and so getting out early and often gave us an opportunity to both spread the word in terms of who we are, uh, get introduced to people who seemed like they might be, uh, you know, a proxy value add to, to sort of what we're presenting and uh, and then continue to tweak our focus and orientation in our go-to-market strategy. It gave us the opportunity to do all of those things, getting out early, right? Um, it's it's really helped us hone in on the crowd that, that understands what we're doing, but we wouldn't have had the opportunity to even get there in such a short period of time if we hadn't started before we were ever ready. So I'd say don't be shy, get out there. And just start kind of learning and having conversations with people that are in the space just to see what their needs are and how you can fit your solution in there. Right. If, you, if you're really going out and having these conversations from the perspective of curiosity um, and adding value, not selling or, um, you know, trying to uh, assume that, that everybody's a buyer, right? Don't present yourself in that conversation that way, but really get out, get curious, have a conversation, build a relationship uh, and understand that it may not go anywhere, uh, but it, it also may. Um, if you're really doing that and you're really being honest with yourself about, about how you're approaching that, then getting out early and often, you'll find people will reciprocate, right? They'll respond in kind and um, you'll, it'll lead you down a path you didn't even know was in existence. Right, which sounds a little counterintuitive to maybe a new startup person because it requires you to be humble and vulnerable and curious and ask a lot more questions than, you know, kind of showing how smart you are. Yeah, that's well said. <laughs> yes. Well said. We we were we were all of those things in many conversation, right? Humbled, left vulnerable, questioning ourselves in a lot of really early conversations. But again, that it's such priceless uh, conversation to have had and uh, has, has really taken us uh, leaps and bounds beyond where we would have gotten without it. Well, congratulations on all the success thus far and the momentum. If somebody wants to learn more and have a more substantive conversation with you or uh, anybody on the team, what's the website? What's the best way to connect? Uh, websites, edisonmarks.com. Uh, and, you know, we're happy to connect. You can chat with us there. You can send us an email 
uh, you know, in our emails, we're, we're an open book, whether it's just to talk about starting uh, a venture early and the things that we've learned, or if it's about managing, you know, your cybersecurity vulnerabilities, pointing you in the right direction. We're happy to have any and all those conversations. And you can get us at Ed at Edison Carroll at EdisonMarks.com uh, and Jeremiah at EdisonMarks.com. You know, we'd love to talk. Well, thank you both for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks for having us, Lee. Really appreciate it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown. As always, thanks for joining us. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right. That's all for this week. Goodbye for now.